Are you sick and tired of that political news crap? Then listen to Poor Entertainment every other Tuesday, right here on the Journey into Comics Network. Journeyintocomics.com Following the following journey into comics. 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 Network. 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 Production. Production. And here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Journey into Comics, the podcast dedicated to all things nerd, with your host, the Podfather himself, Nate Phillips. Showtime, a-holes! What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Journey into Comics. It's Journey into Comics 206. I am your host, Nate, the Podfather here, hanging out with you on this casual Monday morning. Hope everybody's doing fantastic. So, let's get right down to it. Haven't really had a lot of stuff going on in my world, I guess. I mean, I went to Dad's uh, over this past week, and we hung out a little bit. Oh, I guess there's a little bit of a story time to get into. I totally forgot about it. Like, as soon as I started talking, it was like, oh, shit, yeah, that thing happened. So, I'm at Dad's, and uh, he's been less than stellar. Um, he's got spinal degradation and stenosis. And he's been, you know, on and off some days he feels fantastic. Other days it's really hard to watch him not be able to function as a normal adult because he can barely stand or walk for that matter. Uh, it's, it's, it's crushing. It is really one of the harder things of adulthood is watching your parents get older. It's something that uh, I, I think I've always dreaded it, you know, honestly. Like I think about my life and even as a young kid, I was like, man, what am I going to do and my parents are getting older and they're frail and fragile and starting to break and are not the superheroes that brought me into this world, you know, like what's going to happen? And I'm living that and it's, uh, it is difficult. It's a very strange situation to, to look to someone who is, uh, who's always been stronger than me for the entirety of my existence and see him not be that person is it's, yeah. I mean, I think I've, I've covered it a couple times here. It's difficult. So, uh, you know, it's just, it's 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 weird. So dad and I hung out and he wasn't feeling good, you know, he could barely stand. So I was just like, man, fuck it, let's just hang out and we'll watch some movies and we'll do our thing. We watched the super duper cut of uh Deadpool 2 again. Fucking hilarious. It's an amazing amazing thing. If you have not seen it yet, I do highly encourage you get the super duper cut. I know that is how the Blu-ray is currently being released, so you kind of have to. It just includes all the deleted scenes and well most of the deleted scenes uh from the movie put back in to kind of make the the whole entire film bigger and a little bit better and I was thoroughly enjoyed. Dad loved the movie. He thought it was fucking absolutely hilarious. He was laughing his ass off through the the whole thing. Um, just seeing his reaction kind of made the movie even better for me, you know. And it's really weird because I feel like the more I've watched, and we're going to kind of f- super tangent flashback here a little bit, the more that I have watched Deadpool 2 since I've been able to do so, the more I'm reconsidering what happened on Journey into Comics 200? I almost feel as if I could reach into the fucking past and tell Tyler, like, you're right, dude. Deadpool is actually, I think, a better movie than Infinity War, and here's why. Deadpool 2 does a fantastic job of giving you everything. And I think Tyler covered it, you know, previously, but just to once again say, like, it gives you exciting, it gives you funny, it gives you action, it gives you tension, it gives you terror, it gives you, you know, uh, time travel, it gives you romance and sadness and uh, decanonizing an entire movie and its entirety, you know, like, it does everything. So uh, the more I watch it, I, I, I I think I'm a little more emotionally attached to and invested in Deadpool 2 at this point. I mean, I love Infinity War. Nothing anyone could say or do could make me change how I feel about Infinity War. However, um, when I watch Infinity War, I feel very joyous because I love Thanos. So I'm not like, oh, God, no, when when Spidey's like, Mr. Stark, I don't want to go or whatever. You know, like that doesn't make me get teary-eyed because I'm like, fuck yes, like Thanos has won and we're going to get to see awesome things come from this and these heroes having to figure their way out of being fucked. And, uh, 
anyways, back to Deadpool 2, like, it's emotionally driving. And the Celine Dion song is just uh, gut-wrenching. They utilize music throughout the movie to really further it and make, uh, you know, just make you really get hooked on this feeling of, like, um, you know, Wade is a very comedic dude. However, while he is just a quote-unquote comedic dude, he has this really beautiful emotional love in Vanessa, and it's ripped away. And the whole movie is this this grief of this character and how he how he fights back and the whole deal with Cable. And uh, folks, we're gonna go on a little journey right now, and this is live podcasting in my house because see, right now I've realized that my cat is up on the on the on the chair. That means she's gonna go for the table, which means I have to tell her. Get the fuck out. You get the fuck out, Cammy. Get the fuck out. You know what get the fuck out means? Do you? Cammy? Do you know what it means? No, you don't, because you keep getting in the fuck in. I'm telling you to get the fuck out. Get the fuck out, cat. Okay, so I did it. I successfully got her the fuck out. Sorry, it's just weird because I don't want her like up on the table when I'm trying to talk. And then she's like, brr, brr, I'm a cat. Meow, meow, fucking pet me and shit, man. And I'm like, dude. Cat, I try to love on my cats until I annoy them. That way they don't have any questions about how I feel about our relationship between myself and these cats. These cats aren't going to be around forever, man. And that's just a, another dark reality of life, right? So um, when they're here, I want to express to them, um, as animals, how they bring joy to my existence. So I'm annoying to them. But it kind of in turn has made them annoying to me. Like they just know how to fucking get under my skin and kind of like rub me the wrong way. But they also are like, they're very perceptive. They know like chicken's out. If there's some real chicken, like if I've cooked some fried fucking chicken or some shit like I did tonight, uh, you bet your ass they're going to be in the kitchen waiting like, okay. He's going to be getting ready to sit down any time now. And we're going to just wait for him to be about midway through his meal. And as soon as he's enjoying his meal, we're just going to start meowing really loudly and obnoxiously. And he's going to get the fucking picture that we want some of his fucking chicken. Meow. Meow. And I'm like, come on, dude. Shut up, dude. Just like be chill. Calm down, cat. It's fine. And I feed Cammy and Ami a little piece of the chicken. And Ami, she's fucking amazing because she'll do the bear. She'll just get up on all two on two on her two backs and she'll just be chilling, like kind of in a bear position. It's like, oh, you're so cute. Here's the chicken. And then Cammy's just like, I'm crazy, and I flop the fuck around and purr so loudly that you think there's a fucking car parked outside of your goddamn house. It's ridiculous how much this cat purrs. Uh I've totally got off tangent and 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 went to a whole different place. So Deadpool 2, Dad enjoys it. We get done watching that movie, and I'm like, we should watch another movie. Let's watch Tag. And Dad's like, what the fuck is Tag? And I'm like, I'll tell you about Tag. Tag is this movie where there's a bunch of friends. They've been playing the same game of Tag for 30 years every year in the month of May. And whoever gets uh, whoever's it at the end of May it holds the mark of shame. They're it for the whole year, and then it starts up again in the next year at the start of May. One dude has never been tagged, right? And Jerry has never been tagged. And the whole movie resolves around how they're going to try to get him to be tagged. And uh, it's got Ed Helms, and it's got Hannibal Burris, and it has Jeremy Renner, and... Uh, Jake Johnson, I think is his name. He was the dude that was in Jurassic World. He was also, I think he voices Spidey in the end of the Spider-Verse movie that's going to be coming out here pretty soon, which you guys should totally check out. It's going to be amazing. I'm so excited. So we watched that movie and dad's again, laughing, fucking hilarious, loves it. And we're hanging out. And then, uh, I just go to bed because it's what to do. It's fucking late and it's time to go to sleep and I need to fucking sleep. I'm a human being. I need to recharge the batteries. So I sleep. I wake up Thursday morning and, you know, I'm laying there and I feel fine. Like I'm laying there Thursday. I'm laying there Thursday morning and I feel okay. I'm like, all right, everything's cool. So I stand up to take a shower and still everything seems okay. And then I go to turn my fucking 
like head left just to look left and I get this it's like some fucking serial killer ran from out of nowhere opened the door to my dad's house right he fucking ran up the stairs waited till I was in the bathroom standing there about to turn left and just like jabbed me in the back of the fucking neck with the hottest molten fucking knife like he blowtorched the shit out of the knife until it was like blue you know when like the flame is like really fucking hot when it's like blue it's fucking blue blade he fucking stabbed it in my neck and I'm like oh my god I'm gonna die it was the worst feeling ever I'm like what the fuck and I'm like freaking out and I can't move my head up so much and I can't move my head down so much and I can move my head right. That's not a big deal. Like right is fine. Looking right all day. I'm like, yes, right is cool. But if I'm going to look left, I have to be a fucking owl and turn or not an owl. What is the animal? Because owls, don't they like turn their whole fucking head? Um, whatever. No, maybe it is an owl. One of those animals, they have to turn their shoulders though to look at you like, hey, I'm going to look at you over here. And that's what I had to do to turn and look left. So I'm like agonizing in pain. It's fucking awful awful and uh take my shower and i get downstairs and you know go back to the conversation previously with dad and all the things he's got going on he has a wide array of prescription medications that he could maybe offer me possible relief right and he says he's like do you want anything and i'm really not anybody who knows me i don't really particularly enjoy getting down on like painkillers and opioids and shit like that there very fucked up in the way they change your chemistry and there's a long history with that so anyways I uh I, I'm like no I'm okay and I start to hurt worse and my sister and and my little nephew Sawyer came over and I was trying to like play with him and it was making me sad that I couldn't like participate in being goofy with the kid like I typically am because I was limited because my neck fucking hurt and uh, dad's like are you sure you don't want anything and I was like you know what I don't feel right give me whatever. And he gives me this medicine. Take this. I try it. And it was a muscle relaxer. And I'm sitting there and everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. And then I just like kind of felt warm and my neck still hurt, but it wasn't nearly as bad. And I was like, okay, this is kind of a little more tolerable. And I was like, dad, by the time you're leaving for work, I'll go ahead and drive myself back up North head home. Not a big deal. You know, like that's, that's just how I'm going to do it. So I, um, I'm talking to him, and he's like, okay, well, at 1 o'clock, I'm leaving. And he gets his shit together and everything, and then he he's, like, getting ready to leave, and he goes, hey, if I were you, I would just, like, go upstairs and sleep for a couple hours, like, take a nap, and then get up and try to go because that pill is going to make it really hard to drive, and the longer you sit in the same spot, the more exhausted you're going to become and the more dangerous a situation you're going to have on your hands. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck, he's got me there. He's right. He's dead on. I could feel it in my bones. I was like, eyes are kind of like rolling over. I'm tired, you know. Muscle relaxer relaxes every muscle, including your fucking heart. So it's like slowing everything down. And I'm like, whoa. So I lay down, and I was actually, it's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention this specifically because love those guys. Listening to Podcastrophe episode, uh, when did that happen? Oh, it was the day episode 51 that just came out, dropped. Most recent episode, uh, Reflections and Aliens of Podcastrophy. They reflect on the 50th episode and their their history of a podcast. They go on some tangents about Marvel and stuff and have a blast and talk about aliens and all kinds of other shit. It was great. So I listened to that in my like two-hour nap. I set a little alarm, and I woke up, and I'm still fucking wrecked. It's not good. It's like really painful and hurting. And uh, yeah, so I... Got home, and I took, dad had given me another one of the little pill things, I can't remember what it was called, he gave me another one of those, he's like, in an emergency, take this, if it's still bad at like 10 o'clock at night tonight, you might want to take this, and then it'll help while you're sleeping, it'll just like, enhance your sleep, and I was like, alright, cool, so yeah, it fucking knocked me the fuck out, I was KO'd, I slept till 10 p or 10 a.m. the next day, so I, sl- I slept like a solid like 12 hours or some shit, and uh, still neck pain was there. It's Friday, so it's time to go pick V up. I run down to Lowell to pick her up, and uh, I'm like trying to ask her if her mom, who is a amazing massage therapist, if she has any techniques or tips or tricks or anything to help loosen this neck issue up because it's bad. Still, like two 
two days later, I still even, as I'm recording this now on Sunday going into the, our Monday, I still can't turn my head all the way left. So that, that started on Thursday, Friday, th- all of Thursday, all of Friday, all of Saturday, all of Sunday, four days, I can't turn my head all the way or I get like a shooting pain. And it's lessening, obviously. The more I work it, the more I've rested, the better it has gotten. So uh, to get back into it, I uh, slept and got up the next day and I didn't really feel right. And uh, I'm at V's and her mom gets done with one of her massage clients. And she's like, let me help you because you look miserable right now. And I'm like, all right, cool. We'll do it. So they had me lay out on this little massage therapy. T- it's really nice massage like therapy table, you know. And um, she's like doing these like really deep compressions into my fucking shoulder blades and stuff. And like working and like doing this weird thing where she kind of like actually was pinching my fucking muscles and like melting where there was this tension. She was literally melting it with her fingers. It was fucking crazy. And there were moments when she was like rubbing the parts of my neck and my little uh, trap here that were fucked up. When she was working on it, it felt like there were like fucking Doctor Strange amount of hands on me at the same time, like, because there were just so many different great points of pressure where she was relieving the damage that had been done from sleeping improperly, and I'm guessing my pillow is probably to blame, but who knows? I, I, I honestly, I couldn't tell you what the cause of this stiff neck was. I just know I suffered from it, and it was a real genuine motherfucker. I've hated it. I've hated having it. I'm not a fan of stiff necks. It's one of my least favorite things. Uh, right alongside of um, having the planter's fasciitis that I get when I work on ladders. But anyways, um, there's a lot of things to talk about today, folks, and we're going to kind of get right into it. Um, I, ooh, as I almost totally just fucking ruined my whole entire night, that would have been so bad, so bad, so bad, so bad. We're going to start with Star Wars as Kelly Marie Tran speaks out against the online harassment. You guys have heard about it. She was like bullied till the point where she shut down her Instagram and Twitter because people were just saying fucking really terrible things. And um, she did a piece with the the New York Times, and it was her response following her uh, decision to leave social media. It was an essay penned by herself in first person, and it's deeply personal, a piece reflecting why Tran ultimately chose to step away from the intense harassments. And I'm going to read from this article here. I'm pulling it up. She says, um, so this is a quick editor's note. It says, the actress deleted her Instagram posts this summer in response to online harassment. Here she speaks out for the first time. It wasn't their words. It's that I started to believe them. Their words seemed to confirm what growing up as a woman and a person of color already taught me, that I belong in margins and spaces valid only as a minor character in their lives and stories. And those words awakened something deep inside of me, a feeling I thought I had grown out of. The same feeling I had when I was nine. I stopped speaking Vietnamese altogether because I was tired of hearing other kids mock me. Or at 17, when at dinner with my white boyfriend and his family, I ordered a meal in perfect English to the surprise of the waitress who exclaimed, Wow, it's so cute that you have an exchange student. Their words reinforced a narrative that I had heard my whole life. That I was other. That I didn't belong. That I wasn't good enough. Simply because I wasn't like them. And that feeling I realize now was, and is, shame. A shame for things that made me different. A shame for the culture from which I came from. And to me, the most disappointing thing was that I felt it all. Or it was the, the most disappointing thing was that I felt it at all. Because the same society taught, that taught me some people, they were, taught me some people, they were heroes, saviors, inheritors of the manifest destiny ideal, taught me that I existed in the background of their stories, doing their nails, diagnosing their illnesses, supporting their love interest, and perhaps the most damaging, waiting for them to rescue me. And for a long time, I believed them. I believed those words, those stories, carefully crafted by a society that was built upon the power of one type of person, one sex, one skin tone, one existence. It reinforced within me rules that were written before I was born, rules that made my parents deem it necessary to abandon their real names and adopt American ones, Tony and Kay. So it was easier for others to pronounce a literal erasure of culture that still has me aching to the core. 
And as much as I hate to admit it, I started blaming myself. I thought, oh, maybe if I was thinner, maybe if I grew out my hair, and worst of all, maybe if I wasn't Asian. For months, I went down a spiral of self-hate into, dark, into the darkest recesses of my mind, places where I tore myself apart, where I put their words above my own self-worth. And it was there and then that I had realized I had been lied to. I had been brainwashed into believing that my existence was limited to the boundaries of another person's approval, that I had been tricked into thinking that my body was not my own, that I was beautiful only if someone else believed it, regardless of my own opinion. I had been told and retold this by everyone, by the media, by Hollywood, by companies that profited from my insecurities, manipulating me so that I would buy their clothes, their makeup, their shoes, in order to fill a void that was perpetuated by them in the first place. Yes, I have been lied to. We all have. And it was this, it was in this realization that I felt a different shame. Not shame for who I was, but a shame for the world I grew up in. And a shame for how that world treats anyone who is different. I am not the first person to have grown up this way. This is what it is to grow up as a person of color in a white dominated world. This is what it is to be a woman in a society that has taught its daughters that we are worthy of love only if we are deemed attractive by its sons. This is the world I grew up in, but not the world I want to leave behind. I want to live in a world where children of color don't spend their entire adolescence wishing to be white. I want to live in a world where women are not subjected to scrutiny for their appearance or their actions or their general existence. I want to live in a world where people of all races, religions, socioeconomic classes, sexual orientations, gender identities, and the abilities are seen as what they have always been, human beings. This is the world that I want to live in. This is the world that I will continue to work towards. And these are the thoughts that run through my head every time I pick up a script or a screenplay or a book. I know the opportunity given to me is rare. I know that I now belong to a small group of privileged people who get to tell stories for a living, stories that are heard and seen and digested by a world that for so long has tasted only one thing. I know how important that is, and I am not giving it up. You might know me as Kelly. I am the first woman of color to have a leading role in a Star Wars movie. I am the first Asian woman to appear on the cover of Vanity Fair. My real name is Lone, and I am just getting started. Dude, that is fucking beautiful. Like, lone tran, Jesus Christ. You are a beautiful human being. I feel so much sorrow and sadness that people bullied a, a person as yourself who I fucking loved the character Rose Tico. I thought the story with her and Finn was beautiful. She sacrifices herself and saves him because he's being an idiot at the end of the movie. Like, she's just kicking ass in that movie and they don't they don't star wars fans were just vicious assholes they were keyboard warriors in 2018 and that is something that i think desperately needs to stop uh, if you can't walk up to me on the streets and just tell me your opinions and your thoughts and and not be a dick about it but just like hey this is how i feel then cool like i get you you should be validated your opinion does in fact have some weight and matter your opinion stops mattering as a person as soon as you cross a boundary and start treating other people less than yourself because you have insecurities. That's where I draw a line, and your opinion doesn't mean fuck to me. That is, I mean, that's the heart of who I am as a person. I think ever and I, Kelly Marie or Lone <clears throat> said it best, that we are all one fucking thing. We're all human beings. And I've said it before on this show. I've said it a hundred million fucking times. You know, we are all people. At the end of the day, there should be no drama about what you are. Your color does not define you. Your sexual orientation does not define you. Your gender identity does not, in fact, define you. It is just who you are, and you should be free to be that person. I do not, I just, I can't stand for this world that we currently live in. There's so much, so much injustice, and then there's so much social injustice and social justice warriors, and there's like a whole, that's for another podcast, folks. Maybe I can get on poor news in the next few weeks, and we can really break down some more stuff. I do want to say Mark Hamill himself weighing in on this stuff with Lone uh, Trans saying, I said it before and I'll say it again, what's not to love? I love you, Lone. We don't deserve you, and you are just getting started. I love that, man. Um, good to hear Hamill standing up for her. Another person from the history of Star Wars, Hayden Christensen, the Anakin Skywalker of our saga, says this, uh, sending his supportive sentiments to Lone, 
saying, I don't know if I have any advice for that, but just, you know, don't take it too seriously because unfortunately bullies are the ones who make the most noise. Um, but the majority of the people don't feel that way, so keep that in mind. Um, so yeah, I mean, I love that there are people that are coming out and standing with Lone and being like, look, like we are a family and she is a badass and you fucking accept her, you fucking nerdy dickheads. I don't know. I don't mean to call people nerdy dickheads, but some people are shitty, man. Like Some people just really, really suck. And that's all I have on that. Uh, we're going to kind of move forward here. I don't know where I want to go next. I guess we've got, uh, we do have that. That is some good news we can discuss here. Since we're talking about Star Wars, Oscar Isaacs is a member of the Star Wars universe here. Uh, and he's actually possibly joining the DCEU. Oscar Isaacs is reportedly expressing interest in a mystery role for Matt Reeves, the Batman. Uh, it's an undisclosed role at this time. Who knows who he could be? It would be very interesting. I'm not sure what villain they go with. As soon as I read this headline, my first thought immediately, as soon as I saw Oscar Isaacs, I literally went, Thomas Elliot, hush. Has to be Hush. It would be fucking perfect. He would be a perfect Hush. If he's not Hush, he would also make a great Harvey Dent Two Face. Uh, I could all. I don't really think. I don't think he'd be good as the Riddler. Like I don't really think that would be his shtick, as it were, um, or the Joker for that matter. Too many Jokers going on right now. Too much Joker madness going on. Joker madness episode title. Got to write that down somehow. Joker madness. Fuck. Why don't I ever have a pencil when I need one? Oh, there's a Sharpie right there. Well, I'm going to jump over here and do this really quick. You guys ready? Watch this. Ready? Three, two, one. Oh, my God. I'm off mic. Ah, and I'm back. Okay, cool. Joker Madness. That's a possible episode title. So I'm going to write it down. That's how I do it. I'm going to take a quick drink here, folks. All right. So, uh, comicbook.com weighs in themselves saying, who could he be playing? It could be very interesting, but it is possible they think he could be playing Batman. Maybe Ben Affleck is leaving. Maybe this is a great opportunity to cast someone younger in the Batman role and start this motherfucking shit fresh. Let's bring it on. Or it's possible he could be Hugo Strange. That would be interesting. I don't... I disagree with that. That would be why... It's not... Ah, there's so many things I want to say here. I don't know if he would make a great Hugo Strange. Possible, though. Two-Face, hey, I said that. I do agree that Two-Face would be great. Hush, I also said that. Fuck yeah. Uh, totally makes sense. It would be great. Calendar Man, eh. Um, Prometheus, eh. Onomatopoeia, no. No. I think it would be cool to have him as Hush or Two-Face. That's my thoughts. Oscar Isaacs being in DC would be great for them, though. He's a fantastic, well-seasoned actor. He can definitely bring an upper-tier, upper-echelon caliber of acting to the DCEU, and they need it, and that would be fantastic for them. Now, let's see. I think I've got some more DC news, possibly. Yeah, because the first Aquaman test footage has been surfacing. And here are some of the uh, screen tests reviews that are coming out. Guess which up? Okay, someone said, guess which upcoming superhero movie test screen last night in San Fernando Valley? Heard good things. Someone else said, I heard uh, talking about Aquaman. I heard it, I hear it's good, not great, and that it's all we can hope for in the end. I'll take it. Someone else says, Aquaman is a phase one MCU movie through and through, so if you like those, you'll love it. And if you don't, you probably won't get much enjoyment out of Aquaman. So it seems people are like kind of impressed by Aquaman that it's not going to be perfect, but it's a decent outing. I know that I feel like right now Disney is... It's like... They're two... There's two there's three balls and two strikes and two ounce and it's the bottom of the ninth and they're down one run and they've only got one hitter left because everybody else's arms got fucking chopped off machete baseball style and um you know they have to hit this one out of the park because if they don't 
they are they're kind of destined to be done i think uh because listen here's the deal dc has been doing a fantastic job of trying to boot up their universe and doing a fantastic job of not quite getting it right justice league fantastic movie not really a lot to complain except for stuff from other movies makes it less believable and it's kind of cool you tie some things and whatever i get it uh man of steel not the greatest movie as brando had always said and i will never ever disagree with this it always came down to the fact that man of steel was just two movies shoehorned into one movies where the 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 origin movie and the first sequel were just put together to make like a super cut movie and it didn't ever really work out so well uh, Batman vs Superman was flawed for many reasons: missed dialogue, missed opportunities, uh, taking characters and directions that people didn't necessarily agree with, uh, misutilizing opportunities when they had some things represented from comic book lore and stories that didn't quite work out. Suicide Squad. It, I mean, everything DC's doing is like they're not quite. They're connecting. They're connecting, but they're all foul balls. You know, they're all foul balls. They're you know you are you are hitting a ball. Correct. Wonder Woman was a solid double. Like, Wonder Woman gave them their score in this two-to-one game they're down in hypothetical fucking, hypothetical machete baseball. You know, that's what we're going to call this because I said everybody got macheted. Their arms are gone except for one dude, and he's swinging, hoping to God he hits it out of the park. So, Aquaman, it's got to be on. I'm looking forward to Shazam, though, too. We should mention that. Like, Shazam's going to be dope. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm excited for Sam. And I'm I'm excited at the prospect of Aquaman. I hope it's great. I really do. I look forward to seeing it in December. I just hope it's everything that we're hoping it is and not suck ass and half-assed. Cuz those are two things that are going to doom the DCEU more than anything else, I believe. So, uh let's go here. We've got I've got some Marvel news. There's a, that other thing that we got. We're gonna talk about. Um, so I guess we're gonna jump over to Disney and Marvel news. I know it's like totally went from DC to Disney. I guess that's the best way to do that segue. That was horseshit. No, that was shitty. Yeah, I thought so. Uh, looks like Disney's streaming service is getting a name, or officially got its name, and new details have emerged. As of right now, they are going to be releasing during the calendar year of 2019 the Netflix killing. Disney Play streaming service. So the streaming service is called Disney Play. I'm guessing it's probably going to be under $10 a month. Maybe $5? I mean, they know they're going to get people. They know they're going to get so many people. So if you make it much cheaper than Netflix and know you're definitely getting a huge influx of people joining that streaming service, they don't have anything to worry about, especially considering the buyout for Fox is happening. They're going to get all those properties they're going to be able to also show on their streaming service. I mean, there are countless movies that are going to be going on the streaming service, and they're going to be, I mean, they're probably going to literally have sections where you can go like, I'm in Disney Play, and I'm going to go to the Marvel section, and I've got everything that I can fucking watch on here that's on Marvel, like all the Marvel films everything and then the same is to be said for uh like like uh like the Harry Potter movies and uh right I think Harry Potter's coming over I don't don't quote me on that but there's a lot of stuff that's going to be a part of that and uh obviously Star Wars is a whole section and you can do a lot of stuff with this so I'm really looking forward to Disney Play I cannot wait for them to announce more details um, but moving on and continuing on with some, uh, you know, we got to talk about this news here. Uh, the Stony Brook University played Avengers Infinity War at their freshman orientation. Um, the the uh, college said, um, someone posted on Reddit saying, my college is playing Infinity War for our freshman orientation, the post read. And no time at all, other users dropped into the comments with jokes about Thanos' genocidal plot. Some saying half of you will be dropped out by the end of the first semester and it will have cost you everything. Uh, the post migrated over to other subreddits like Unexpected Thanos and For Balance, Expected Thanos. Um, other people recalling seeing a superhero movie during their orientation because it's kind of a way to be hip with a wide array of people is do like something really popular and get people hooked on it. 
obviously, like I said, that movie's amazing. So I think it's perfect. Uh, we've got some more news here. Obviously, they just recently announced this news sucks. I fucking hate it. I'm hoping, I still am holding out like a 2% finite chance of hope that uh, the James Gunn story is not over yet. I feel like we're going to just just start getting, like, there's going to be more to this story, obviously, I feel. And as of right now, there is more to the story because Disney says, hey, we're not releasing Guardians in 2020. It's indefinitely delayed. That's only because they don't have James Gunn, and that's only because they won't fucking rehire James Gunn. So here's the problem solvers. Rehire James Gunn. The movie goes back into production on time. You make money. So the internet itself is reacting to the fact that Guardians has been delayed due to the firing of James Gunn. I'm going to read some tweets that Comic Book put together for us here. It says, The Guardians of the Galaxy box office to Disney is those pennies you find down the side of your couch. Meaning that they don't really give a fuck about Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy is being put on hold on wake of the James Gunn being fired is more like common sense thinking. Not really surprising news. Someone just saying that because this shit's all going down, of course they're going to have to delay the movie. This was only inevitable. Someone else says, hey, uh, Disney, I got two suggestions on how you could save the Guardians. Number one, rehire James Gunn. Number two, if that fails, make Thor 4 and add the Guardians to it. Problem solved. Someone else says, blame Batista. Guardians of the Galaxy 3 postponed. Dave should have kept that mouth shut. Disney is putting Guardians of the Galaxy 3 on hold because they have no idea what to do since they fired James Gunn. And it's a gif of Drax laughing at them. Idea for Guardians 3. Fired all the original cast and make Chris Hemsworth play every single role. No. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 can stay on hold in all honesty. This is someone's shitty opinion in my opinion, so I think their opinion is shit, but that's just my opinion. Their opinion is their opinion. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 can stay on hold in all honesty. We don't need a third film. The story finished nicely with two. Leave it at that. If anything, uh, three should be a whole new group. Oh, that's not the shitty comment. That's just meh. I'd love to see a third movie and see them continue to grow. Um, this whole Guardians of the Galaxy situation is just ridiculous. Just rehire James Gunn. It's not as if he is an actual pedophile. He told a bunch of stupid jokes about pedophilia when he was younger and has since apologized for them. Yes, that's exactly what we're all fucking saying. This other dude, this is the one that, this is the one I disagree with, this guy's shitty opinion, that I jumped that other dude's ass for, oops. So, even without James Gunn controversial fly, firing plaguing Guardians 3 news, I'm honestly kind of happy it's being stalled. In my opinion, GOTG 2 was a mess, it didn't quite capture the magic of the first one, and was the worst paced movies, it was one of the worst paced movies I've seen from Marvel. I strongly disagree with this person's opinion, I loved Guardians 2, I thought it was brilliantly paced. They put everything together nicely. They're just little beautiful Easter eggs throughout the movie. Um, amazing soundtrack. The acting is phenomenal. Uh, yes, I loved Guardians. I hope that they fix this problem. And I don't know if they're going to, but I tell you what, man. Joe Carnahan, director of films such as The Gray, A-Team, Smoking Aces, he's decided to offer some free counsel to Disney on how they can solve their GOTG3 troubles. He said... Disney, I have an instant fix for your Guardians of the Galaxy 3 issues. Rehire fucking James Gunn. Problem solved. 100% agree with that. That's the way to go. And I'm hoping that I'm, it's possible that he could still be brought back in. I know people are like, well, they made it official. There's no chance. But other people who are friends of James Gunn, other people like Taika Waititi, who was brought in to talk about a undisclosed movie for Marvel, possibly Guardians 3, uh, I think that Taika Waititi would have stood with James Gunn and said, no, I can't in good conscience take his movie. That's his movie. Like, sorry. I'll do Thor. That's my bag now. I'll do your Thor movies, but I can't do Guardians. Sorry. I just can't. You know, and uh, maybe that'll be the case, but maybe not. Maybe Tyke is going to kind of be a scumbag about this and make it his own movie and hopefully not ruin Guardians for everybody. It's going to be tough to tread, you know? It's a tough it's tough water to tread right now because they're pissing a lot of people off, and I'm just waiting because I feel like soon we're going to get that boycott Captain Marvel for James Gunn petition, and then Disney's going to see like that number go up to three or 400,000. And then you do that math divided by the amount of tickets they won't sell Captain Marvel. That movie would tank and that would fuck everything they're planning up, even if it's a fantastic movie. I just see 
people are vicious, and that's something I could see people doing. Like, literally create a petition, say Captain Marvel is coming out, it's the next big thing, so the only way we can ensure that we get what we want with Guardians is to fucking make them hurt by showing the next movie that they have slated um, who's boss and, and cutting its legs. I don't want to do that. I want to see Captain Marvel. But again, like I said, I feel like there are people out there that might try to make something like that happen. We're going to keep on with some Marvel news here as hidden text was translated on the Black Panther suit recently through Reddit. One user in movie details uh, at the cruiser underscore says, In Black Panther, when T'Challa strikes the new Panther habit suit to test its kinetic energy storage, some glowing Wakanda text appears on the torso. If you trans wa- translate one chunk of this text, it actually says, I love you, Mom. That's pretty cool. That's like a little thing to the queen. That's pretty pretty nifty here. Here's some big news out of the smallest heroes here in that Marvel has to offer. Ant-Man and the Wasp making a jaw-dropping opening here, record-breaking opening at Chinese box office this week. It looks like Ant-Man doesn't have to really worry about the cash flow anymore because they've got it coming in. So far... The MCU flick over in China has earned a whopping $68 million during its opening weekend. The staggering debut makes Ant-Man and the Wasp the, high, the fourth highest opening for a Marvel film at their box office. The gross also boosted this week's this film's weekend international earnings to a cool $71 million. As for the film's global totals, it's got a total of $544 million globally, $333 million of that coming overseas, while $212 was in North America. It's somewhere, it's actually charting just below Iron Man and just above the first Ant-Man as far as uh, the, the the money it's making is concerned. It's not going to touch Black Panther or um, Infinity War, obviously. So that's no real surprise there. Only got a couple more articles for you here, folks, as we uh, stroll on into the good evening here. Uh, legendary comic book artist Russ Heath has died at 91 years of age. He worked on many different classics, Two-Gun Kid, Wild Western. He also worked on stuff like Captain America Comics 71. Uh, He also did things like work for uh, Marvel Tales, Strange Tales, and Journey into Mystery, which Journey into Mystery has a little bit of the reason Journey into Comics exists. It's a play on that is what I came up with. So, uh, and the last thing, the last work that Heath did was the Immortal Iron Fist 20 in 2009. He also was received an Ink Point Award in 97 before he was inducted into the Will Eisner Comic Book Hall of Fame in 2009. He also received the Comic Art Professional Society Sergio Award in 2010, as well as the National Cartoonist Society Milton Caniff Award in 2014. Uh, sad to see a legend like that pass 91, man. I'm, I'm certain he lived... A fantastic life. Uh, Okay, folks. Well, that's all for Journey into Comics today. We'll see you guys later. No, that's not actually the case. There's still one topic to discuss. This one doesn't cover comic book news. This one blurs the lines for what it is. It blurs the lines for what you guys know of me because I need to mellow a little bit before we get into this because I got some really shitty shit to discuss. All right, let me grab a drink before I get into this. Okay, I have the unfortunate displeasure of sharing some news with you folks that most of you probably, if if you're listening Monday, you already know this news. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Game Addicts will be covering this on their show on Thursday. I am uncertain. I would assume so. It seems very topical, but I am uncertain. Uh, Today, which is Sunday, um, I know it's Monday for those of you who are listening, uh, Sunday early afternoon in Jacksonville, Florida, a angry um, loser, I, I mean that's the only word I can use, this angry loser, uh, who had lost in a Madden tournament, returned to the tournament with guns and started shooting people. Uh, some of the shooting was actually captured live on Twitch. Uh, now you see like a red laser in in the frame and then the screen goes black and you you hear shots and there's you know lots of screaming and whatnot going on but uh, there's a lot to discuss uh, in regards to this uh, he lost a game at the tournament and angrily came back uh, so we're gonna read some some things that have 
different people are saying and, and whatnot. Uh, Complexity Gaming CEO issues a statement on the Madden tournament shooting. Complexity Gaming founder Jason Lake issued a statement on the shooting that occurred Sunday. Uh, the shooting took place in Jacksonville when, during a Madden 19 tournament, a gunman opened fire. Um, after the events, uh, they asked others to... Lake asked members of the press not to reach out to people who were there. Uh, obviously, they're going through some PTSD and stuff. They, I mean, people they were friends with in that room are dead now. People that they knew who had been on the tournament scene for a while are dead now because of someone who they also knew on the tournament scene. And that's not an easy thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's really, it's really fucking dark. So uh, here's the full statement from Lake. He says, we're obviously shocked and saddened uh, by this afternoon's events. Our player, Draney, was hit in the thumb, but is going to be fine. He managed to escape and run down the street to a nearby gym. He's currently cooperating with the authorities, and we will be flying him out of Jacksonville as soon as we are given the green light from the officials on the ground. Reports on the incident from the Jacksonville Sheriff's Officer reported that the suspect was dead um, and that there are more fatalities. Uh, EA also responding to the shooting that happened in Jacksonville. EA tweeting, we are aware of an incident at a sanctioned Madden Championship Series competition in Jacksonville. We are working with authorities to gather facts at this stage. Later, they tweeted, this is a horrible situation and our deepest sympathies go out to all involved. Uh, continuing on, Jacksonville uh, information here with this terrible tragedy that happened. They have identified the shooter. Uh, he was a person who played. Uh, a description on the EA Sports page indicates that David Bred. Katz was a competitor on the Madden scene for some time, and here was the description that his page had written. So, uh, you know, and I think this is a telltale that there was, like, no necessarily early warning sign this dude was going to snap. And this dude woke up on the wrong side of the fucking whatever today, maybe did the wrong drug or, you know, fucking had crazy anxiety or whatever, had access to guns and had mental health problems. Who knows? We won't necessarily know. But the, uh, the description on this guy's page says, and what, are calling some, uh, what some are calling the most exciting moment in all the 2017 NFL Club Series championships, David Breadcats won with a walk-off victory by completing an unbelievable pass as time expired to be crowned Buffalo Bills champion. The crowd at 716 Food and Sport in Buffalo, New York, was amazed with the clutch execution in the fourth quarter. Uh, Jacksonville also had a police... Uh, like a press conference on Facebook, which you guys can go search for yourselves. Um, but uh, there were several casualties in this, and uh, that's going to leave me with some stuff I need to say. <clears throat> maybe some of you guys don't want to hear this, and maybe this isn't my place to say this. I don't know. I really don't care. All right, so... Ever since I was little, I've always had like a moral issue with guns, right? And what I mean by that is uh, I, I kind of am a classic human being in the way that I think of, uh, how do I want to word this? Like conflict should be my fists against your fists and no weapons involved and if you bludgeon me to death with your fists cool I deserved it and if I take you out with my fists then cool you deserve it if we have to go there I don't want it to get to violence I want to mention that too I don't want it to even get to violence but if it absolutely must if it is there is no other option and violence must be included use your fucking fists like a man you know what I'm saying like, I really truly believe and have always believed only cowards use guns because Gun is a guaranteed victory. Like, hey, I have a gun, and I don't like you. I can guarantee if, if as long as I do it right, oh, game over, right? You know? And then that, that was maybe poor verbiage there, but uh, I just disagree with it, you know? And it's not the movies that are on television. It's not the video games kids are playing. It's not... It's fundamentally speaking, as a nation, we are broken, and what I mean by that is we do not value life first. 
number one, one of the big, we're one of the biggest nations in the world. And we are the worst in taking care of our people. Okay. That's a problem. It really is. And those things need to change. And, uh, you know, I don't mean to come out here and get on a political, like, fucking soapbox and preach to you guys. Uh, I was having a conversation the other day, and I want to just mention this is very, very important to me. But the, the November elections that are coming up, right, you're going to have an opportunity here in November to elect senators and people in the House of Representatives to office in the middle of Donald Trump's presidential campaign, right? And there's this big thing that they're calling the blue wave. And the theory is, is that there are so many fucking people who are actually Democrats who didn't vote because they're fucking dumb, who did not vote, and now Donald Trump is our president. Uh, And take that for what you will. If you like him, I have no words. But if you don't like him, I also have no words because I feel you there too. So right now we have an opportunity in the middle of this to stop him in his tracks, stop the craziness, stop the hate and the evil things that he's been doing and how he has been so negligent to the veterans. And that's huge in the mental health world. That's huge. And women's women's healthcare, that's huge. And healthcare in general, and that's huge. There's all these different fucking things this guy's been fucking up. And we as people have an opportunity in November to vote, get our expressed thoughts out, and block him and put him in a fucking shitty situation. As and until that is until Robert Mueller takes and whatever happens in this investigation furthers on, you know. A lot of people are like, well, don't you think that if he had anything on Donald Trump, he would have already got him? Well, here's the thing, guys, and this is something that a lot of people don't think about. And I know typically speaking, this is not political journey into politics or anything like that. Like, I don't do this shit, but I feel like it's very poignant when it comes to the, the culture we are currently living in, where our whole nation is crying out. If you can't see that our whole entire nation right now is suffering, everyone is struggling. Everyone is going through tough times. Crazy shit like shootings are happening. Florida, two major crazy shootings in one year. Unbelievable, you know? And it's just, it's sickening. It really is. It's it's fucking gross is the word. And I think that uh, if you own guns, I think you should consider why you own them. And, oh, it's to protect my family. It's to protect me from the government. If your argument is, I need to protect my family from the government, let me just tell you something. The government right now has enough technology to literally kill any person in the United States of America and not even move a muscle. All they got to do is send a drone. Easy peasy. If they know where you are, and I'm sure they can find you anyway. There's a fucking camera right now that's looking at me, and motherfuckers are staring me down. I'm just going to be like this. Freaks me out sometimes, you know? Like, honestly, right? My issue is that the government, if they're going to raise war against its people, the government's got some shit to win, guys, and we don't necessarily have a chance. Oh, sure, well, if we don't have guns, we've got no chance at all. Well, we're fucked, no matter how you cook it. And I'd rather be fucked and intelligent and know, hey, there's not a gun in the house where my young child could accidentally get it and kill themselves or their friend or their sibling or me or their mom or whoever, you know, Joe Schmo, you know, or there's not a gun in the house. So when I get upset and and maybe I had a really crazily bad day, I don't go to the gun and turn it on myself or someone else, you know, like guns create a built-in fail-safe of evil intention, whether you mean to or not. Safety, I get. I understand that. But at the same time, you got to consider the bigger picture and what we're leaving our entire generation and the generations after us, what we're leaving them. And right now we're creating a giant fucking mess that all these millennials are going to have to clean up. And I'm sorry, but if you're an 18-year-old millennial... It's 2018, and you were born in 2000, and you have an opportunity to vote for the first time this year. You need to genuinely consider and think about every option. What I mean by that is there are people that are currently out there right now 
that are trying to ensure that everybody gets an opportunity to higher education and everybody gets an opportunity to have health care and everybody is treated equally and life is the most important thing. You can love who you want to love as long as it's not sick pedophilia. If you're a man or a woman or a uh, whatever you identify as, as long as you are of consenting age, have whatever relations you want, as long as it's not hurting somebody else, right? There's a plant called marijuana. You smoke it. It it takes your it takes your it levels you out. If you got a migraine, it kills your migraine. If you're hurting in your back, it takes the back pain away. If you're having a crummy day and your mental isn't right, it can set your mental right. There's so many uses. CBD oil helps people feel better, can cure cancers. Hemp is a humongous industry that's being underutilized by our country. There are people fighting to make these injustices correct. And we all have to think about that in the future and what's coming. Because if you just blindly vote red or you blindly vote blue or you blindly vote green and you don't consider all of the bigger picture options that don't just affect you, but that affect your friends and your family and their friends and their family. Because we're all in this together, right? There's one planet. Once we fuck it up, it's over. Game over. We can't undo the fuck up. We can't switch it around. And we're dangerously close. Dangerously close. All these dark things keep happening. Crazier and crazier things. The end doesn't seem near. The darkness is just consuming as the... Trump train rolls across America. Uh, just got to keep your heads up, folks. I just want to go back to the Jacksonville shooting really quick. To anyone hurt uh, or to any of the family members of any of those killed, I'm, I genuinely am so sorry. Uh, it is a terrible thing that people feel the need to enact violence upon another human being over things that are fun and competitive. I think we need to, as an entire nation, reevaluate things like that because maybe we as a nation have been bred to be entirely too competitive. You've always heard things like, America's number one. We're the most ass-kicking country. We don't lose wars. We win them. Well, that's kind of true. It's also kind of false. You also stall wars for many years and get a bunch of Americans killed for no fucking reason. And um, I, I genuinely do believe that we're in a predicament, but I want everybody to, uh, you know, tonight when you, when you're done listening to this episode, find your loved one, just tell them, Hey, I love you, man. Tell the people you care about how you feel. Don't, don't hold that back. Cause again, back to exactly what happened in Jacksonville. Those people didn't know that was their last day. Like, are you kidding me? I'm going to a motherfucking Madden tournament. Like me, if I'm going to a Madden tournament, I'm going to smoke some weed. I'm going to get on a track suit. Because I don't play Madden. This is just some fantasy. You know, why not? I'm going to put on a tracksuit and smoke some weed and roll up in there and play Madden until the cows come home and be the Chicago Bears. Because I love the Chicago Bears. Even though I don't really sports. I hear they're supposed to be really good this year, maybe. I don't know. But in this fantasy world, I, I'm not expecting that the Madden tournament is the last thing I'm going to experience. And it's like, you, 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 you hear Okay, there's there's four people dead. One is the suspect. So three people are dead, from what I hear. So then my brain starts going, okay, so the two people that beat him double elimination style and the guy that made the call that he lost, was there some bullshit call that he felt injustice? I mean, we'll never know because the cops fucking murked him, took him out, at least as far as we know. So this is a very... It's been hard to cover this one, guys. It's one of those things like you see that that headline and it just turns your stomach and you're like, do I even talk about it? And I felt uh, I felt that maybe I hadn't opened up like that and, and maybe shared my my deeper feelings and what's important. You know, like if we all would just fucking get along, man, there's no need for murder. There really isn't. There's no need for crimes against other people. There aren't. You know, there's no, I mean, I know it's going to happen. It's going to keep happening. Nate, you can't fucking change it, man. I'm going to have my gun. So if somebody's trying to be an asshole to me, I can fucking kill him. Man, like I hope in my life that I never have to deal with a situation like that. But if I was ever in that situation, I would hope that I would be intelligent enough 
to think my way out of the situation and keep the people I love safe without having to have means of using a gun. I mean, because a lot of people, here's the thing, like the, 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 another issue with gun owners. Gun owners, they're trained like you're going to shoot to kill, shoot to kill, shoot to kill, shoot the middle of the chest, shoot the middle of the chest, shoot the head, shoot the middle of the chest, shoot the middle of the chest, shoot the, of the, chest, shoot the head, right? If somebody comes into my fucking home and they're invading me and I did have a gun and it was, and, and like, let's say I had a different opinion about guns, I'm not going to necessarily shoot to kill that human being. I am going to shoot to stop them from coming at me and try to get them down. So I'd be shooting at their knees. Because I tell you what, if someone shoots you in your motherfucking kneecaps, you're throwing whatever you got down and you're done. You're toast. And then guess what? That person can pay for their crimes. They can pay up for their mistakes. Oh, but then there's a great other injustice, Nate. Our justice system is kind of bullshit. Murderers walk with lesser jail fines than first-time marijuana offenders. What's the bullshit injustice in that? It is. It is terrible injustices. And hopefully in November we can change that. And that's where I'm going to leave you guys today, folks. This has been Journey into Comics, uh, episode 206. As always, you can check out the Journey into Comics Network and the flagship show Journey into Comics at journeyintocomics.com. Go on to the different podcasting services. You know the ones, your iTunes, your Spotify's, your Podbeans. Use Podbean. It's my favorite. It's the best way to get the network, in my humble opinion. Uh, But use that and search Journey Into Comics Network. You'll get all the shows on one feed. You guys, check out the other shows on the network if you're not listening to things like... uh, Podcastrophy or Bruce with Dudes or the new show that just debuted Gallifredio that there'll be another episode coming this Friday. Make sure to check it out or the next tomorrow show, the Poor Entertainment that's AP's new show where he covers entertainment news. I'm sure he's going to be talking about this gun shit that happened. Um, Adulting Ain't Easy on your Wednesdays. You've got Podcastrophy on Thursdays. Journey into Wrestling is going to be having some shake up here. They're going to have one more episode on a Wednesday and then we're going to move Journey into Wrestling to Sundays. Uh, we've got poor news, opposite poor entertainment every Tuesday, or every other Tuesday that is, as well as Kids for Sale podcast. Uh, you guys, I want to thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Journey into Comics. I know it was a little bit darker. There was a lot more crazy shit that happened. Um, I'm just grateful that you guys tune in every week. Wherever you're tuning in from, wherever in the world, I, I'm genuinely humbled every time the numbers roll in and I see that people are interacting with what we're doing. Um, please continue to share our network to people. Please continue to show people our stuff. We do appreciate it. You guys can go to our Patreon. I did not talk about this on the show, and maybe I'll do it now before I'm out of here officially. Uh, we upgraded and revamped the Patreon, and actually I am going to go there, and then we're going to do a rundown of all the new shit that's going on on the Journey into Comics Network Patreon where you guys can get a bunch of cool shit now. Now that we're evolving the network a little bit more, we're furthering out ideas and growing. So we've got the Every Dollar Helps tier, $1 or more a month. You get early access and exclusive content. As long as you're giving us a dollar, you get early access. As soon as the episode is ready and edited, you get it in your ear holes. Exclusive content, meaning when we can and will be able to release exclusive episodes only on our Patreon, you guys will get them. No one else will get them. The main feed won't get them. And previous specials, previous exclusive contents, you guys can still access now. Right? Isn't that amazing? Right? We've got the nothing but love tier. That's the same thing as the first tier, except for now, at the end of every podcast, if you're on the nothing but love tier for $2, we're going to shout you out. If you've got something you're doing, if you're a creator who has, it's kind of like free advertising for $2 a month. You get a shout out where we'll be like, hey, Joe Schmo with the podcast book of the month club podcast or whatever the fuck it's called. Check them out at dot, dot, dot. And so-and-so at so-and-so. And it'll be every host for each show will be will be thanking you guys and giving you all the shout-outs. So it'll be monthly opportunities to be heard by new people and get your product further out there. We've got uh, uh, the Sticker Club, which is early access exclusive content. You're going to get that shout-out on all the different shows and a random custom Journey into Comics Network sticker, meaning we're going to have stickers from all the different shows being released, whether it's 
uh, actual just show logos or if it's going to be specialty uh, items, different sayings that shows have specialty shirts because, you know, uh, like Heritage, the Heritage shirt that they have for Podcastrophy, right? We're moving up. We're to the Learn the Ropes tier. $10 or more a month. You're going to get early access, exclusive content, a shout-out on all our network shows, a random custom sticker, and a 30-minute call with me, Nate, the podfather himself, where I'm going to talk to you one-on-one and riff ideas and discuss how podcasting works, what you can do to make your podcast better, what you can do to engage your audience more. There's a lot of different angles to play when you're starting a podcast, and there are some people who are unconfident that they can do this. And let me tell you a secret. If you have a voice, a computer, and a microphone, you can podcast, no questions asked. And I can help you. So I hope to actually be able to help you. We've got a couple more tiers here. The T-Shirt Club meaning you get early access, exclusive content, a shout-out on all the network shows, a random custom sticker, and one network shirt. So you get a Journey into Comics network shirt of your choosing. You get to tell us, this month I want the Podcastrophy shirt. Next month I want to get the Radio shirt. Uh, the following month I'm going to get the Bruise with Babe shirt. And you can get shirts from the network so you can rep all our different shows that you're listening to on a week-to-week basis, and we do appreciate that. And we got one more tier for right now. We've actually discussed possibly adding a couple more tiers. We'll see. But this is the Learn the Ropes in a T-shirt tier. So you get early access, exclusive content, a shout-out on all the shows, a random custom sticker, one network shirt, and that Skype call with me again, 30 minutes. And then you know what? We're probably going to do a couple more, maybe a little more specialty tiers that are going to be like bigger things. But I haven't really quite decided what I want to do. But I want you guys to check it out. So go to patreon.com backslash journey into comics. If you're listening and you know somebody else who would love this, send them over to us. Tell them, check out Journey into Comics Network, man. Check out their Patreon where you can get the entire network in one spot because coming soon, Podcastrophy will be leaving our main feed. I'm sad to say, episode 60 is their swan song on the network's main feed. Then you're going to be going over to the Podcastrophy podcast's own site or following them and subscribing to them on iTunes and all the different places, just like you guys do Game Addicts. So you can, in fact, get Podcastrophy every Thursday. And they're going to also be releasing a lot of bonus episodes with new stuff that they're still working on, and I can't wait. And we've also got new podcasts that are still being developed that will be debuting on the Journey into Comics Network starting January 2019. We're always changing. We're always evolving. We're always growing. We've kind of got a system and a methodology worked out for the future of the network, and we've got an eye on how we're going to do it. So now we've just got to kind of enact the plan. And I can't wait for you guys to see what that is. This has been Journey into Comics, episode 206, Machete Baseball, or Joker Madness. Who knows what I'll end up calling it. That's always fun because sometimes I feel like, well, should I set it so I have to do it? But not today. I think I'm going to go with Machete Baseball. So this has been Journey into Comics, 206, Machete Baseball. I'm Nate. As always, do me a favor. Take a breather. Sit down. Saw your skull open, pop the top of your skull back, and fill your brains with shit. Later.